Welcome to the Explore Nash podcast. I am your host, Stuart Deming, and today's episode is brought to you by Blessed Day Coffee. If you need some caffeine in your life, head over to blesseddaycoffee.com and use the code EXPLORE20 to take 20% off today. Uh, it's great coffee. I've been drinking it every single day of my life the last like four months. So you need to check it out, blesseddaycoffee.com. Joining me in studio today is Mickey and Kelsey with Nashville Armored Combat. And yes, they are sitting in armor in our studio right now. And I feel like I feel like I should have something on too, but you guys are killing it right now in your armor. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks uh, we should have brought you something so you could have some drip as well. It's a, it's okay. The, the, the drip right now is very awesome. The reflections of the lights are really cool. So Mickey, uh, go ahead and tell us what Nashville Armored Combat is. So Nashville Armored Combat is a dedicated facility to this particular sport of uh, armored combat. So it's a uh, medieval fighting. Uh, we have to wear. 14th century to 15th century, 16th century, maybe armor, and use weapons that are historically accurate. And it's just like MMA, just with weapons and armor. That, that's so cool. Uh, Kelsey, tell, tell me about the uh, the armor that you're wearing. Uh, is there a fashion designer for this, or wh where do you have to get this type of armor? So we have several armors that we go through all over the world. Um, primarily mine uh, is mix-matched from my early years. Uh, the only thing that is custom to me uh, that I'm wearing currently is my brig, the Brigadine, which is our chest protection. Uh, it's made of titanium, and it was made by Artem. Um, he's one of our top armor makers, and he's fantastic. So you guys are also ho holding a coffee in your hand, and that's Nashville Coffees. Uh, go ahead and give them a shout-out, too, because they're right next to where you guys are. Nashville Coffees is one of the best coffee shops in Nashville. I happen to work there, so if you need coffee, come see me. All right, so you guys also have a, a league, and we're going to get into the details. So if you guys want to keep your helmets on, you can. If you want to take them off, go ahead. Uh, I think it would be funny just watching you guys take off your helmets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could pop them off. It, it'll be a little easier to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we have a lot of padding inside of our helmets that uh, make it hard to hear us. So, yeah. And hear ourselves, even. So um, wh while you're taking off the helmets. Yep. I got it. Here, There we are. All right, there is Mickey. Now your hair is has helmet hair. Yeah, right. Okay. So, quick fix. Don't mind it. <laughs> um, the sport is relatively new uh, in America. Mm -hmm. So you, you guys actually started the armored. Uh, what is it? What is the league that you started? So we started armored MMA. So armored it's uh, armored mixed martial arts. Okay. Um, and what it is is it's strictly. There's three different versions of the sport that you can compete in, uh, but ours is the MMA version of the sport where you can punch, kick, throw, and, of course, attack with weapons and, and whatnot. So uh, there's two other versions of it, like um, dueling, which is just weapon strikes, so there's no punches, no kicks, or anything like that. So you might use a short sword, a long sword, a polearm, a grand sword, and the whole time that you're swinging at each other, it's just about getting as many points as possible with the weapon strikes. Now, um, what we do is add the punches, kicks, and throws for points as well, or knockouts if you do injure somebody or, or knock them out. Uh, that's a possibility as well. And then there's a team fight version of the sport where it's five versus five and up. You can go all the way up to like 150 versus 150. 150 versus 150. They've done that before, yeah. Was, the was that like... Yeah. Where did that happen? In a football field? Uh, yeah, so they usually... Like actually these. like a soccer field? I don't know what they were on exactly because when they do these big tournaments like that, it's usually teams from all around the world meeting up. Okay. Um, and they'll do it in Italy and Croatia, Spain. That's cool. I think the last one was in Spain. Uh, one of them is going to be in uh, Mexico this year. That's cool. In May. And it is teams from all around the United States. And what it is is that 
or not the United States, around the world. Um, what it is is that a team from each country shows up. Usually it's about 40 members on each okay. team. And there'll be a five versus five group, and they'll compete uh-huh. against all the other countries for five versus five. And then there'll be like a 16 versus 16, 21 versus 21, a 30 versus 30. Okay. And then, and then, then eventually all they brawl. take, yeah. And then eventually they take each team of 30 from each country, put them all against each other and have so a, a mass battle. On yeah. the team fights, you were explaining this to me last week. Mm-hmm. On the team fights, it's when you get down to the ground, you, you, you are out. Yeah. You're considered a dead body. Yeah. Okay. And that's based off of like the historical reference of like you usually as a knight had you know, some squires with you, yeah, yeah. and they would take care of anybody that you grounded. So you might yeah. knock them to the ground, they'd walk by with a spear and finish them off. Yep. So, of course. Yeah. So the idea is that we are taking our opponent to the ground, leaving them and going on to the next person to get them to the ground. 180 versus 180 in armor. That I hope there's a person with a GoPro just attached, yeah. like running through all these people. I want to do it at least once. Yeah, yeah. that sounds... There is Intense. a there is some footage out there. If you uh, check out Buhurt Tech, that's B U H U R T Tech dot com, um, they have a guy who welded a GoPro case onto his helmet and ran out into most of these big battles that you've seen. That so. is that is bizarre. Uh, so, how long have each of you been in the sport? And you you are the one who started this sport basically in the United States. No, no, just just the uh, armored MMA. The, version. Okay, yeah. just the, okay. Yeah, so the league itself is is something that we created here. Okay, um, for and there's been other versions of of the mixed martial arts mm-hmm. uh, aspect of it. Um, usually using some rule sets that were in MMA. In, in um in like Ukraine and Russia, they had oh, okay. some other armored MMA style um, fighting over there. But uh, regarding like who started it uh, in the United States, um, there's a small group in Indiana that just started. They went overseas once, tried it out, and then came back and started it. You know? That's awesome. And that was 12 years ago. Okay, 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, we, I personally started fighting three and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been fighting for? Three years ago. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is this fulfilling all of your childhood fantasies <laughs> of like slaying dragons and like pretending you are like a knight or some like type of hero? Like is it fulfilling that like type of fantasy? I mean, you take that one. We can start with that. Me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, one hundred percent. In what ways is it fulfilling it? Well, coming from me, it's going to be different, I think, than it coming from you, because as a woman, we typically were told women weren't knights, um, and that women didn't fight, and that we had to be the damsels in distress anyway. So this is fulfilling my fantasy because I never wanted that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be strong, and not just for myself but for the other women and also the great men in my life, um, of which there are many. We've got a great group of guys as well who support us very, very strongly at Nashville Armored Combat. Um, But it's also very cathartic as a woman because we're also taught that we can't be aggressive, we're not allowed to be violent, and this sport allows us to do exactly that in Mm -hmm. a safe but also consensual way. And it's very healthy and it's very, um, it's a lot of fun. Mickey, how about for you? Um, I've had to like, talk about this in like therapy to figure out why i do this to yeah, be yeah. honest with you and, like, and you're telling me some stories i'm like why do you keep yeah, why doing would you, this yeah, why would you <laughs> let yourself get hurt that bad yeah. and keep going i mean i always as a kid wanted to be like a power ranger okay like, that would be my thing like the idea of doing a martial art and kicking ass and, and saving the saving the town kind of deal so i always wanted to i mean who didn't watch little ninjas like, yeah, yeah. We, were, we were in the 90s right 
Uh, I don't know if that's your demographic, but if they haven't seen it, they should watch it. Uh, uh, our demographic's all over the board. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> so really, it was just kind of wanting to be, um, you know, that larger than life superhero, you know, um, more so than just specifically a knight. Yeah, I was interested in medieval stuff when I was a kid. Uh, Lord of the Rings, of course, mm -hmm. and all that stuff came out when I was young. Um, and really drew, uh, what drew me to this was learning to discipline as well. It wasn't about the costume. Like, I actually don't really wear fancy armor. There's a lot of people with, with a lot of fancy armor. I barely wear as little as possible because I really want to focus on just being an athlete and, and, a, and, a, and a martial artist. So... How many, so you've been fighting for three and a half years, how many fights have you actually, like, been in, besides, like, sparring, but, like, actual professional God. fights? Uh, I don't know anymore. Because uh, we, when we first started, we were doing a, a fight, like, every week yeah. at our gym. I was out a few weeks because of my heart surgeries that I've had, but... um. I don't know. I've probably done like 40, 60 fights. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was kind of crazy. You were telling us last week that you would do the like the, the announcing mm -hmm. and all of the video stuff and lights and then go fight and then go back and do that stuff. Yeah. When we uh, first started, yeah. yeah, we were doing it at our gym. Uh, we could put about 150, 200 people in that gym uh, with our cage in there and everything like that. And we had a little catwalk booth set up there. And since I knew how to do the production, knew how to do video, all that fun stuff, I would play the walkout music for the person, announce their name, and then start moving these robots to get the camera angles all yep. lined up because we couldn't afford cameramen every show. And we were trying to, you know, we live streamed every one of our shows. It's just that we had to do all the production ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and course. eventually we found a good announcer, uh, Wes. Uh, he's been kind of our hype man for, for the last year or two, year and a half? Year, year and a half, he's two years? He's the best hype man. Yeah, he's, he's our announcer now and does all the intros and whatnot. So And he um, also did the sport for mm -hmm. a couple years as oh, well. really? so he not only knows how to do announcing yeah, really yeah. well and hype people up but he also knows how to help people be safe yep and help you know encourage them and how to continue because he'll come check on fighters even in between the rounds oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah now um so your thing has evolved a little bit so you guys started inside of the gym at in music valley mm -hmm. and then you went to the nashville palace yep and now you guys are having a large fight at Municipal Auditorium on February 17th. So let's talk about that. So, I mean, the journey goes back to our back porch, honestly, because uh, every Wednesday we'd meet up and put on armor and fight. All the other days I'd, I'd teach classes or something yeah, yeah. like that. But every Wednesday we'd meet up and, you know, have beers in the back backyard and, and, and beat each other up. Usually I'd wear armor, fight, give my armor to somebody else, and they'd fight, and it was really gross because uh, they had to wear my sweaty armor. Um, so when we started doing the events at our gym, we picked Wednesdays mainly because there was less competition, mm -hmm. uh, for, that's events. a good day for events. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a really off day and, and, it, and it wasn't like it was a super late event either. Mm -hmm. Um, plus we were having trouble getting like a, uh, beer licenses all set up. So we were using catering services and of course they are not available on the weekends yep. as much as they are on the weekdays. So we kind of got this Wednesday thing just going. Like we just kept doing Wednesdays and Wednesdays and Wednesdays. And the Nashville Palace, they wandered over and saw one of our events and was like, oh, you guys are bringing these huge crowds on Wednesdays. Let's try it out at our place. And so we did every last Wednesday of the month for all of last year. Okay. Um, and then we kept, you know, selling the place out, packing the place and figured it's time to give it a shot. Now, we are taking a huge leap of faith in this that... Um, 
you know, this isn't an official sport. It's not, I mean, you, you walk on the street and people will be like, oh, I never heard of that. It's surprising. Like, they're interested, but they're really surprised that it even exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so the word's not out yet. It's not like we're another MMA, you know, syndicate of some sort that's going to pop up and try to take on UFC or anything like that. It's It's very much so that nobody knows and we're here to try to make it so that everybody does know and that we can start spreading the sport and making it professional and start paying the fighters and whatnot. So, And you are the only league that pays fighters from international countries to come to fight in Nashville. Yeah. Um, the only ones who pay fighters to fight, period. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. The way it usually operates is that um, you go to an event, you pay to be at the event. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they structured that in the beginning, but you know, typically tickets, sales go to the event coordinator, Yep. Us as a fighter pay the event coordinators put it for putting on the events. And so this is the first time that we're we're doing our best, you know, uh, to find it in our budget to pay the fighters out. Um, hopefully it'll be more as, as the years progress and whatnot. But we've, you know, we, we all used to fight for free, you know, um, versus having to pay to fight. And then I started being able to pay fighters a little bit on the second year. And this year, yeah, we are uh, paying to cover up, you know, people's flights, putting them up in hotels, that kind of thing. So February 17th is the event at Municipal Auditorium. Uh, Walk me through that evening and what people can expect if they get tickets. So if you get tickets, show up, uh, you know, 6, 630, uh, maybe 7. You know, you get there early because it's going to take a while to check everybody in. I've been in Municipal. It's a great auditorium. Just just show up early. It takes a while. (laughs) I figured I'd just throw that out there now. Um, But what you're going to see is a professional MMA cage in the center of, you know, 3,000 seats. And... There'll be six uh, amateur fights, and so those will be three one-minute rounds uh, with uh, fighters from our own gym, fighters from around the country, uh, you know, doing, you know, trying to break out into the professional league. They're, they're newer fighters, maybe like three years under their belts, that kind of deal. Um, and then you'll get a nice little break, go grab a beer, and then we'll do an all versus all, which is the last man standing. And every time somebody falls to the ground or gets thrown to the ground, we stop the fight, take them out of the cage, and it keeps going until there's two left and one person is the victor. And that'll be the fighters that you had previously seen, those first six fights. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Be 12 fighters, if they all make it, not yeah, yeah. all of them make it. Uh, so hopefully there'll be 12 fighters in the cage all at once. Yeah. And then right after that, we'll have six fights of the professional fights, which are uh, three two-minute rounds. Okay. And uh, those will be the fighters from around the world, the ones that have the highest experience levels. And, um, yeah, they'll be the best fights of the night. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that the amateur fights won't have some amazing. Oh, they're going to be still fun. Yeah. Yeah, 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 They usually have something to prove, too. So, like, they they go out hard. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the rounds are a little shorter, too, so they can put a little more pepper into into their shots, you know. So for people wondering, is uh, how dangerous overall is this sport? Like, th- there is danger. There, there, there's literally weapons. Like, this mm-hmm. is uh, a sword. We'll talk about that here in a second. And then we have, uh, I don't even know what that thing is. That's a halber. Yeah. yeah. Could that be used in a fight? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, because yeah. it has, like, the hammer on the edge. Yeah, you can't yeah. use the hammer edge. Though. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, that could, that would kill somebody, r- yeah. really hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people wondering how dangerous is this uh you're telling me some of the horror stories that you've experienced with somebody basically getting their eye not poked out but yeah stabbed stabbed pretty bad yeah um so on a scale of one to dangerous how dangerous is this um man it depends on the day depends on the day it depends on the fight depends on the armor depends on a lot of different things one of the biggest safety regulations we have is the weapons themselves they all have to be dulled to a regulated 
standard. Yeah, and you guys inspect all of those we before. Inspect, yes, yes, of course. And yeah. uh, even if you go to tournaments, if you get your weapon inspected and it's got you know burrs or anything like that, they will not pass it. Yep. Um, just because of, we've seen someone uh, actually get hit in the shoulder, and because there was a burr in the weapon that was used, it actually shaved the metal where it twirled inward oh. and sliced open his arm Yeah, yeah. just from having a burr in the weapon. Yep. So, again, it does depend on your armor, depends on the weapons, but as far as what the dangerous aspect on the toll it takes on your physical body, we make it as safe as we can. Like, even our helmets, we have con concussion padding and concussion foam in, even underneath our mm -hmm. regular padding. So it the armor does its job. Yep. But you are trying to kill your opponent, and they are trying to kill you. Yeah. So go, go ahead and lift up one of your helmets real quick, and then let's talk about the weight of how much you guys are, are, are having on your body. I know you wear lighter armor, but there's, there's yeah. guys who wear... Very heavy armor, I assume. That's true. Yeah, like when I do one-on-one uh, -on -one fights, I'm typically only wearing about thirty pounds of armor. Okay. And fourteen pounds of that is my helmet. Yep. Um, and then. And this was cus custom retrofitted yep. for you. This was custom fitted for me. Okay. Yeah, uh, by a German uh, blacksmith that we have a relationship with. So, That's awesome. Yeah, uh, a lot of. How armor. long did it take to get into the mail? Like, was this overnight, like, FedEx-type situation? <laughs> it's like, it, you just, you pray. Like, as yeah, soon as it hits the mail, you're just like, I don't know if it's ever going to show up. I lived yeah. in Italy for a while, and it would take me, my mom would always send me peanut butter. But it would take six to eight weeks for me to get a jar of peanut butter. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Italy just didn't sell peanut butter. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty fast for us. Okay. Usually it's like two months. Okay. For armor to get through customs and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, So. And it might take about two the months. The custom to customer make it. is like, "What is happening?" They're, mm -hmm. they're opening the box. They're like, "Okay." <laughs> Traveling through the airport with armor is very fun. Yeah, how many times have you been like stopped with the TSA? Really, just once. Okay. And it was to ask questions. It wasn't because they thought I was a danger to anybody. They were just yeah, yeah. like, "What are you doing?" So, how much armor would you wear in, in your fights? Mine probably wears about forty. Okay. Uh, and again, my helmet is also fifteen pounds just on its own. Uh, but I wear primarily titanium because, like we discussed, it's lighter. Later, it's yeah. I'm I'm small <laughs> in in this sport. So when you're small, you've got to be strong and you've got to be fast. So mm -hmm. I wear as little armor as possible to make sure that I'm faster. So now let's talk about the weapons. So thank you for showing the helmets. Yeah, but this is a custom-made sword that Mickey you had made. Yeah. And uh, go ahead and talk about that and like what people can expect with these weapons. So this is an American Boohert. Uh, so it's an American company, American Boohert sword. Uh, they're starting to make a little bit of armor as well. They make uh, axes. That's how they started. And they're working on swords now a lot. Um, for our league, um, since I'm a sword and sh shield like specialist, that's what I do. I'm good at uh, the dueling aspects of it, just the sword play in general. Um, I wanted a sword that wasn't um, so balanced that it was just really fast and uh, easy to wield, um, and it didn't hit hard. Because the more balance that you have on the back end, the less that it's going to whip around mm -hmm. and, and, and make an impact that will actually hurt or damage anybody. So I moved at the balance point and made it a minimum of seven centimeters from the cross point. Okay. So it could be here or it could move all the way up here yeah, if you yeah. wanted to. And it has to be at least 1.4 kilograms, which, okay. what is that, like three pounds or something? Yeah, yeah. Or so. Um, so I designed this sword and then sent it to them and they made it for me and, and figured out all the specs and everything like that. So now when you do Armored MMA, our league, you have to have a sword that fits these specs. Okay. So um, other leagues have different requirements yeah and, all yeah. different things like i know that imcf is an international medieval uh combat federation um 
they allow it to be like 1.1 kilograms. Okay. And the balance point could be anywhere you want on the blade. Interesting. So, um, yeah, so a lot of weapons are kind of cookie cutter. Like they yeah, make yeah. them to the specs of the league and then you just buy them off the shelf versus armor, which is all of it's custom made. Yeah. So. Oh, what's your weapon of choice, Kelsey? Sword and shield as well. Sword, okay. Mm-hmm. And then for team fights, I'm two-handed axe because I'm a flanker, so I'm the one that goes around and causes trouble. Yeah, and try getting them on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about, uh, tell me about the best, like, this big fights that you guys have been with the five on five. Like, just walk me through an experience uh, of what somebody can expect of that. Um, it's just, is it chaos to begin with? Like, is that, yeah. is that, is that a timed round as well? It's like maximum time is like five minutes. For the okay. Round. Yeah. But, um, once you're down on the ground, you're, once yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you pause. Out, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a lot faster just the way the, the format is right now. Like mm-hmm. I'd like to see some rule changes. I might throw my hat into making a professional team fight version eventually. Um, but right now it's five versus five. I knock down your team first, we win, right? Yep. And it, so it's a lot of times it's over a lot faster than you think. Yeah, yeah, because so. people are just getting worn out. Yeah. Yeah, because they are going all out. Because the only thing they have to worry about is getting their opponent down to the ground. Now, if there was substitutions or adding more people in as your your teams fall, which is my idea to, to, to do, that, do, that, do that for a professional league, you might have to, like, slow down a lot more because yeah, yeah. you know that there's a second wave coming, Okay, that kind of thing. But right now, you know, I usually have – there's a there's a square list is what it's called so um it's a fence that goes around and you have two on each side of the rail um and they walk towards the other two come in there and there's one person in the middle that kind of runs around and mm-hmm. causes some chaos or you know blindsides yeah, yeah. people and whatnot so those people on the rail are typically grappling each other swinging heavy axes trying to soften each other up a bit and grind each other to the ground yeah yeah and some you know teams are starting to shift a lot more in their strategies and what they're doing but um you know oftentimes the people on the rails will hold their opponent in a really bad position like their back is facing the center of the ring okay and then they'll have somebody like me or kelsey right um run up with an axe and just hit him in this in the spine with, yeah, uh, yeah. with an axe and drop him so yeah horizontally yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You can't do a vertical we strike. Hit vertical oh, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just to clarify that. The um, so uh, with these group fights, do you separate those by sexes? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I was gonna say if guys get in there like women your size, like I it's just die. yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. 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 And because like, we out. we are swinging these with deadly intent. Like I'm not just swinging to like hurt you. Like if if you didn't have your armor on. And I hit you in the head with this, you'd be you would be you'd dead. be dead you'd or be beheaded. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So um, it, it's and that's what is different about this sport, like versus MMA and stuff like that. Like no matter how hard you hit somebody, usually the best you can do is knock them out. You might yeah, yeah. kill somebody. I mean, there has been deaths in boxing and, then, yeah. and MMA and all that fun stuff. And usually that's just because the person's knocked out and yeah. they're still going. And the blood, there's just yeah, there's yeah, a lot. There's something else going on, you know. Yeah. But this is like at any moment I could turn, like I had before, I turned the wrong way and caught an axe to the back of the head, and I felt like my eyes shoot out of my skull. Like it just, it just, if I didn't have a helmet, I would absolutely be dead. And that yeah, person, yeah. you know, that's their job is to swing a weapon as hard as they possibly can and try, like, and try. Yeah, it's, it's a weird mental block you have to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was training some new people yesterday, I put on armor, let them hit me, you know, and I just blocked and let them kind of. You know, tested out. It took a while for them to just start aiming at my head yeah, yeah. with the weapon and actually swinging hard enough to actually like 
Yeah, I uh, I had armor on last week. You let me come in and have armor on. We're, we're releasing the video soon. It's going to be really funny. Nice. Uh, but I hit you with the shield that's right behind you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've knocked people out, multiple people out before. I just didn't want to hurt you, so I'm like, <laughs> I took it real easy. But it is a mental block that you have to get over. You're like, I'm intending on harming this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this a kid friendly event? Yeah, absolutely. I, I the audience gets rowdy. Yeah. Uh, we can't help that. Um, we can't be held responsible for the things our audience members say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. Yeah. I mean, we, we've done it at uh, our gym. We've done it at a bar. Okay. And now we're at a, yeah. a, a family-friendly venue. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's what it is. Um, but they go, to, they go to UFC fights. Yeah, they yeah, go see yeah. other stuff. I and see kids yeah. at our events quite often. Okay. And a lot of them are just... I see one of two reactions most of the time. It's either just absolute awe where they're just like staring like that's yeah, my yeah. life night. I don't know what to do. And then there's the ones that are like, what's your armor made out of? Can I hold your weapon? What yeah, yeah. Like, and I just hand them everything. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Please hold it. It's great. Yeah, have you awesome. seen some kids like just get up on their chairs and just like, yeah, <laughs> just high-fiving <laughs> each other and stuff like that when I don't, I don't know what they saw. Yeah, they yeah. saw something cool, you know, and, and they just eat it up. Because, I mean, the audience itself too um, – tends to suspend you know belief like yeah, yeah. The, that we are actually getting hurt out there like they don't know how much damage we're taking yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't see it on our face you can't see any blood or anything yeah. like that but you know we are getting hurt we are getting hit really hard and um i mean you, you notice that the audience has stopped realizing it's a fight fight like a yeah, real yeah, yeah, fight yeah. until somebody actually gets hurt yeah and then, as soon as you see somebody like laying on the ground and they're not getting up the whole crowd's yeah. demeanor changes they're not like cheering because that person on the ground they're like oh my god like they actually get hurt out there oh i didn't you know ooh. you know so they you know they clutch their pearls um it's just very interesting that versus mma you know the like you would see in the ufc versus what we do um people are constantly bloodthirsty that you know they wouldn't expect themselves they so many people have said they're like i never thought i was a violent person until i came and saw this sport and i was you know yearning for blood but then the blood came, and then they, they were like, oh, no, like, are they yeah. okay? I hope they're all right, you know? That's, the, that's like, the worst feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hope somebody gets hurt, and then they do. Yeah, and then they yeah. get hurt, and then you're like, oh, I just hurt that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you manifested it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, I've had that feeling a couple times happen to me where I've hurt that person. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this. Mm-hmm. But it, I digress. Um, so you're, you're doing this event at Municipal. If this goes well, you're doing this a few other times throughout this year. Yeah. Uh, what are the dates on that, on those? Uh, so right now, off the top of my head, because uh, I'm so fixated on February 17th, yeah, yeah. that has to go well. Uh, and then it's like June 8th, and then August uh, 24th, and then October, or excuse me, November 16th. Okay. So there'll be, um, if this goes well, like I said, we'll, we'll definitely be doing the four events there, and then bran- working with the company um, to branch out to other markets. So our goal is by 2025 to be doing one a month. In uh, about different three or four different markets. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome. And then uh, talk about the gym a little bit. I know you guys offer classes, and then you you have a free intro class for people if they wanted to come. So just talk about the gym and try getting some people there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you just go to our website, nationalarmorcombat.com, check out our schedule. We put out the whole month's worth of classes uh, because, you know, I'm off, off to a tournament or something comes up, you know, like we have events and whatnot. We have to shut down the gym, um, so check the schedule. But we highly recommend coming in on like a Sunday, uh, from three o'clock to five ish o'clock, and that's where we start teaching you how to do the uh, cage fighting. Um, um, and, and you'll end up sparring somebody with like a soft weapon, 
you start out with foam. So just show up with athletic attire and we'll show you how to use a weapon first with foam uh, and allow you to swing the steel at some tires. Those are our punching bags. There's a stack of tires. And after you've done, you know, uh, your first free class, you can sign up for more. Uh, there's a gym that you can also show up and weightlift and do all that fun stuff, borrow the weapons and armor. And um, once we see that you've kind of gotten control of the sword, that you're not, you know, crossing your feet a lot, we'll actually uh, invite you to one of our Wednesdays, which is our um, sparring days. So we, we train Monday to uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday we all put on armor and fight each other. Um, and so eventually we'll get you in armor. We'll lend you armor as well so you don't have to spend... You know, $2,000. Yeah, yeah 2000 yeah. plus dollars plus wait six months for all your armor to show up. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's um, I teach classes there. Uh, Kelsey teaches the women's class, which is free on every Tuesday. You can talk a little bit about that. So we have free women's class every Tuesday from 7 to 8. Uh, we actually had, I think, four new girls just last that's week. That's great. Um, which it is great because uh, we – I try to focus on very basic um, – techniques to start off and then slowly build everybody up so that the you know base girls that I have can help step in and help teach each other um, again because I also will go out of town for traveling and stuff like that and competing so having some girls be able to come in and help me teach is also really great but um, we usually start off with some light stretching light warm-ups and then I'll put them on the bag and then the last 15 to 20 minutes of every class is sparring um, just to get them used to the techniques that we're going over on the bag, but to also have them get used to that violent aspect. Uh, I think the entire month of December, my whole goal was to teach them how to punch properly. So the first week we focused on uh, form just on the bags, and then the second week I think I had them on the bags again, and then the third week I had them do um, sparring with each other but with uh, boxing mitts yeah, yeah. so that they weren't actually hitting each other, but I said I wanted you to know what it feels like to actually throw a punch at yeah, yeah. a person even though you're not hitting each other yep this week the following week i had them hit each other and okay. play a game where i put a tire and uh you pair up and one person has their dominant foot forward inside the tire mm -hmm. and the goal is to punch your opponent outside of that tire okay and we did that for the majority of the class yeah yeah that sounds like a fun time and then the last once i saw everyone had you know their fill, I hopped in and everyone got 30 seconds with me in the tire and they had to get me out of the tire as well. Because my big thing that I tell the girls every single time is I'm not here to teach at you, I'm here to learn alongside you. Mm -hmm. I'm likely teaching you things that I need to get better at. So, because I had one of the girls say like, why did you hop in at the end? And I'm like, because I, I need the practice as well. Mm -hmm. So I try to make it a very inclusive, very safe and sacred space for women to just be women hitting each other yeah, yeah. out of love and violence. Yeah, yeah. Um, where could people learn uh, more about you guys on Instagram, socials, and the website and uh, talk about the event one more time? All right. Um, so for the gym, go to NashvilleArmoredCombat.com or Nashville.Armored.Combat on Instagram or on Facebook. It's the same thing. So it's really easy. Nashville Armored Combat. Uh, our schedule and our events are all posted up on that website. So if you are looking for tickets to the show, you can go to naturalarmorcombat.com. We also have Armored MMA on uh, both uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, a website, armoredmma.com. Again, if you want to buy event tickets, just go to armoredmma.com, go to events, and then you can click it, and it'll take you to our, our uh, ticket holder, Ticket Ferry. So, um, yeah, and if you're looking to come see some violence, uh, gratuitous violence, to be honest with you, 
uh, with some of the best fighters in the world uh, come over to the largest cage fighting MMA, medieval MMA events that's ever happened uh, at Municipal Auditorium on February 17th. Great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on to the Explore Nash podcast. Uh, We'll probably have you guys back on for the June fight as well. Absolutely.